Hi guys, welcome back to another episode with me, Brittany Botswana. I'm your certified life coach, your motivational speaker, and your mentor. What's going on guys? Welcome back, welcome back. It's a brand new week. I'm back again on this Thursday night here in Atlanta, Georgia. It is nighttime after 10 p.m. and we are in for another episode with me. I hope you guys have been so focused and motivated. It seems as if times get so difficult more and more and more as you're going through a pandemic, as you're going through a storm, as you're going through something that is very challenging. It just seems as if it gets a little bit difficult or a little bit more challenging the more you're getting closer to your fulfillment, your desired destination. And even when you get there, you're still not done. You're still not done because there's so much more greatness to come. But I hope you guys have been motivated. I hope you guys have stayed motivated, stayed on your goals, stayed on your dreams, stayed on your your focus, your grind, your hustle, whatever it is that you got going on. I pray that you have been on it like white on rice. <laughs> My grandma used to say that all the time. Why don't rice? I just pray that y'all have been on it. It's so important to stay focused at all times. And don't let nobody detour you. Don't let nobody stop you from whatever it is that you're trying to chase. Whatever it is that you're trying to get to. The positive things. The uplifting things. The motivating things. The most inspiring things. I don't care if it's if you're trying to paint a picture. If you're trying to build something. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you have your mindset Always stay focused. And when you get focused on something that is so good, the enemy tries to come and detour you. The enemy tries to come in to distract you. Don't let it. Oh, no. Don't let it. Don't let it. Don't let it. Okay. Now, I hope y'all had a great week, though. As I said before, I hope you had a great week. We're about to be in fall. The summertime is like coming to an end. It's time to change wardrobes. I love fall. Fall is my most favorite time of the year. I love fall. It is not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just perfect. You can get on those um hoodies, get your snow boots on, you know, however, Uggs. I mean, a lot of people wear their Uggs and snow boots or whatever you want to call them in the fall time wintertime. Me, I just like, I love comfortable clothing. So I can wear them anytime, really. It doesn't matter if it's hot or cold. I just, I dress for how I feel. (laughs) But again, I love the fall. It is just so perfect. It's never too hot, never too cold. It's just right. So let's get into tonight's topic, y'all. We're going to talk about rejection and acceptance. Rejection and acceptance is one of the most challenging things that I know that some of us have went through, some of us may be going through, or we may have even even overcame going through the process of being rejected and then trying to find acceptance. And if you know somebody that is, you know, struggling with being accepted or trying to get over the the hump of being rejected, share this episode with them, share this podcast with them, because it will definitely, definitely help them get over that hump that they're trying to get over from being rejected or somebody who's out here that you know is trying to find out where they can fit in and where they can be accepted. It's very difficult and it's very tough to be rejected. Some of us don't handle rejection well. Some people can be and rejected and go through some rejection periods and they're fine. People can bounce back, shake it off and they're good. 
But there are some of us that cannot get over that hump, that cannot say, okay, I've been rejected. I don't feel good about it. And, you know, I can move on. Some of us just can't do that. Some of us stay in it. Some of us stay waddling in rejection. And it causes us to look for acceptance in the eyes of other people. It causes us to get lost in a trap of not knowing who we are, not knowing our, our, our identity. We go through these things because, for one, if we stay in rejection and we can't come up out of it, it kind of really reflects on how we feel about ourselves. Because if we know who we are, we know our identity, we love ourselves, then we know that we're worthy and we can pick up and, and keep it moving. And I'm not saying this to say that we don't feel, you know, hurt. We don't feel painful. We don't feel any pain or any loss from being rejected or disappointment or let down from being rejected. We feel those things. We're, we're human. We're, we're going to have those feelings. But again, once we know that it upset us or we know that it brought us to a point that we didn't want to be and, and it hurted us, we pick up and we keep moving. That is when we know who we truly are, who we who truly, truly are. And, you know, rejection, man, it is so difficult. It's something that I really struggled with in my entire life is rejection and acceptance once we've been once I had been I can't really say at the time that it was just I knew and I was aware that I was being rejected or I felt as though I was not I had to do certain things to be accepted once we go through that that battle of being rejected so many times we start to look and search for places where we can be accepted and we start doing certain things where we can be accepted by other people because we have went through rejection so many different times and for me I did not understand or did or was not aware that it was more of rejection I think for me I was looking for acceptance to fill a void to fill a void of something missing, something absent in my life. So I was trying to fill in the gaps so that I can feel loved or I can feel accepted or I can feel wanted. I could feel, you know, truly um, like a lovable person or I can feel more important or I can feel um, I'm an, I'm somebody's woman or I'm somebody's friend or I'm somebody's, you know, helper. I really struggled with that for a very long time. And I can finally say that I know that who I am, I'm learning even more who I am. I'm no perfect person. Nobody's perfect. But speaking for myself, you know, everything I share here on my podcast is something that I have truly experienced or I have probably been around a person that I've, you know, helped along the way or heard their story and, um, you know, got inspired by what they went through or if I helped them and poured into them. I know what it's like to go through a period or a season of rejection and trying to be accepted in places where we should not be. I mean, honestly, we can try so hard to find and figure out the ways of where I can be placed in somebody else's life. And we end up in the wrong hands. We end up in the wrong environment. We end up in places where we should not be at all. I mean, at all. Because we want to be accepted so bad. I mean, just think about it. You know, you're going from relationship to relationship or you're going from, you know, church to church or 
job to job and you just keep getting rejected. You just you just keep having these moments of rejection. So then you start to question yourself and it will. You will begin to question yourself. Well, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep getting rejected? Is something wrong with me? You begin to question yourself. And I'm here to tell you that that's the enemy. That's what the enemy wants you to think. That's not of God. That's not a godly thought of, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I being rejected? There's nothing wrong with you. I'm here to tell you there's nothing wrong with you at all. It's nothing wrong with you. You're being rejected for one because that's not where God wants you to be. You're being rejected for one because that's not truly your purpose driven area. You, you, you're you not supposed to be in certain places when you have purpose and a calling on your life, when you are anointed, when you are special, when you're gifted, there's a lot of rejection periods. There's a lot of rejection periods. And if I'm not mistaken, I know that I have heard Tasha Cobbs um, going through a season of rejection herself. And if you just look at her life and you hear her talk, like not just looking at her life, but if you listen to her, if you listen to her interviews, you can tell that this person is like full blown purpose driven you know she's a, a a very strong woman of god like she's a lovable person you don't even really have to get to know her to even just just to to see that you you can see that she is a woman of god she is strong she's powerful she's purpose driven she's you know she's humble she's very humble and going through those seasons of of rejection can really 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 bother you mentally and it can also bother your self-esteem you can question yourself you can even go into a season of depression where you feel like you're not good enough you feel like you're not going to be able to be in a place or be accepted by anyone you will definitely get into that and that that's for me that's how it was for me I my problem was just going through a strong battlefield of trying to find love in the wrong areas. I grew up, no dad in my life. Um, me and my father now, we have a great relationship. We have a, our relationship is not like it used to be. But because I did not have a father in my life, I had a father figure. I had a dad. I had a stepfather who was amazing. He was there for me. He he literally helped raise me. He literally helped take care of me. And, you know, he was not perfect, but he definitely is somebody that I can say, job well done. <laughs> thank you. You know, thank you for being here for me. Thank you for showing me things that, you know, um, my dad didn't show me. My dad was not there for me. And I went through a season of just constantly trying to find love, trying to figure out like, you know, what's wrong with me? I literally would ask myself that what is wrong with me? <laughs> and I just went through seasons of, you know, hey, you know, I want to be loved. I want to be accepted. I want this because I wanted to feel a void from having an absent parent. And it bothered me. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, it doesn't affect, you know, a, a little girl growing up without a dad or it doesn't affect a son growing up without a father. And truth be told, it doesn't hit every little girl the same way. You know, I know I know women out here that grew up without a father and they're doing perfectly fine. I know women out here that grew up without a father that are not doing perfectly fine or that went through a season like I went through or that don't trust men at all because they know how it is to not have a, a man around or they know how it is to 
um, have a single being a single parent and trying to raise children. You know, they don't want to have kids because they are afraid that the, the guy will leave. I, I've, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. But it can't affect a child. It can't affect a man. It can't affect a woman from not having mothers and fathers in the home. That's why they say it is best to raise your children in a two parent home. You know, I, I've heard that and it's true, but there's a limit to that. It's true to have a two parent home. And I say a limit when I say a limit. I mean, it's best to have both parents in a home. But the key to that is to have a healthy home. You can have two parents all day long. I mean, all your life and still have emotional trauma and still have issues because of other things that's going on. So it doesn't matter if it's a single parent home or a two parent home. The key is to have a healthy, loving home. And that's how you can get your children to understand how it is to be loved. And that's where it comes from. That's where we can build acceptance. That's where we can build true love is from our homes, regardless if you're in a, again, single home, a home with mom and dad. The key is to have a healthy, healthy home. And that's what really, honestly, truthfully got me to where I am is knowing that although I did not have my dad and I had a stepfather, I still grew up in a healthy home. I still grew up seeing what it's like to have a marriage that fights, you know, fights through the the hard times, fight through the difficult times and to love one another and to be shown love unconditionally from my mother. And that's when the, the light bulb went off and my mother and my stepfather. And that's when the light bulb went off. Well, you know, hey, I don't have I didn't have my father, but I am loved. I am loved. Jesus loves me. God loves me. Um, actually, right now in the book of John in the Bible, and it's, it's, it's literally talks about love. I am loved. I am accepted by my father. And that alone is, is, it ain't even, it's more than enough for me. It's more than enough. So I learned that I accept me for who I am, regardless of who does and who does not accept Brittany. I accept me. God accepts me and I love me. And that's what I want you guys to understand tonight is that you can love you. You can accept you flaws and all scars and all pain and all, you know, rejection and all. Everything that you went through, accept it. And we're going to turn that pain into purpose. You know, be purpose driven. Don't lay in it. Don't don't roll in it. Get up and and get moving. You know, it's very difficult to go through a season of rejection. I mean, in so many ways, man, in so many ways, rejection can really, really, really be hard on a person. And, you know, we can be rejected from our friends, our family. We can go from relationship to relationship, filling a void. Our coworkers, church members, children. If you if you are an absent parent and you're out there trying to build a relationship with your children, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" or "You, it's too late." You know, I, I don't need you. You've been gone all this time. <laughs> I, I know how that is. I, that was not me, but I have heard people to say that, and it's crazy how you know. A child can feel rejected based off not having that parent, but also the parent can also feel rejected when they're trying to come into that child's life from being absent for so long. You know, it's, it's just it, it blows my mind whenever I hear or see that it can be it can be difficult. You know, it can be very, very difficult. Childhood trauma or abandonment. 
That's another thing we go through when we go in through rejection, going through some childhood trauma, um, being abandoned from your mom, your father, or even other family members that you really long for. Even your grandmothers, your aunts, your uncles, people long for those family members and to be loved and you feel the rejection from them, maybe because they've been through things. That's when gener generational curses come in or, you know, when they say history repeats itself over and over again, where the mom wasn't loved. So she doesn't show love or the dad didn't show love or the aunts, the uncles. And it just go down from one generation to the next. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's very, very difficult to, to pull through. It is. It truly, truly is. And because of rejection, you know, we, we're looking for acceptance through other people. And that's where we struggle with going from place to place, person to person, trying to fit in, trying to find our way through it all. And this can be so dangerous because you can end up in the wrong hands. You can end up in the wrong environment and really cause more trauma than you already have. You know, you just think about that. You already going through rejection. You already going through the pain of somebody saying no or I don't want you or you're not good enough. You know, this is that I don't you know, just telling you all this negative crap. That's basically what it is. And it's not of it's not you. It's not truly who you are. And you're like, OK, well, it is what it is and you're not healed and you're just trying to find your way in a place, you know, find your way. I was listening to um, Joyce Myers today. I was listening to one of her videos and she was talking about how, you know, when we were in school and it was really when she was in school and she's she's older, she's older than I am and how you getting ready to play a game like volleyball and the teachers allow you to pick two captains for the team and the team captains pick who they want on their team. And when I was in school, we had this too. And she said that she was the last one to be picked because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, an all-star player. You know, that's what she was saying. And I can remember when I was in school, it was the same way. You know, that is a part of being and feeling a sense of rejection as well. And I don't think that, you know, they stay. I really, really, as I look back, it's like, why would y'all, why, 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 why <laughs> did y'all do that? Like, it really does bother children. It really does bother people. And that's like from childhood, you know, going through that, that sense of being rejected, especially if you're already feeling like I can't fit in, I can't fit in. And as I look back to, I had that issue with trying to fit in as a child and trying to, to fit in with people that I was just very different from. I was very, very different from. And sometimes as an adult, I still, I don't have that issue, but I find myself being around certain women that are just way more old. Like I wouldn't say older, but more older than I am, not in my age group, you know, or in my age group and they're very mature. <laughs> and as a kid growing up, you don't know that. You don't know, you know, anything about maturity or you're you're very more mature than your age group, Brittany. Like I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't understand that. So now that I'm older, I can definitely say that I I get it. I understand what it is like to feel rejected and feel the the pain from trying to be accepted. 
So I want to go over a few different things that, you know, we do for acceptance because we've been rejected, because we've been rejected so many times from so many different circumstances. These are some things that I have learned that and even myself have even went through. We do for acceptance. And this is like I said, it is very hard. It is very tough. It is very, very difficult to go through this time and this season in our lives because I feel like it definitely delays your process on healing. It delays your your journey, your destination on where you're trying to go. It can delay things if you don't catch catch this and understand what you're really do what you're really doing. And it can honestly be a repetition thing. It can be over and over again, year after year after year, because for me, that's how it was. Year after year after year after year, it was broken relationship, fair relationship or, you know, hurt, pain, feeling the rejection. I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm not fitting in here. I'm not fitting in there. And before I knew it, it's like, wow, now I get and understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. And we don't want to fall in the trap of these things because it really can be very, very painful and hurt others as well. All right. So listen up, y'all. Check this out. Number one, people pleasing. We will go over and beyond. Over and be. We will break our backs, necks, toes, knees, ankles, ears, even our heads to please people just to be accepted. Why? Oh, why? Boy, I can remember the times where I have done and tried to please someone to the fullest. And guess what happens? You're still in the same boat. You're still not accepted. You still are not getting the satisfaction that you want. The desires of your heart, you're still not getting them. We go over and beyond to please someone who really doesn't even care about us. Because you are, you got to remember when you're going through this, you're going to latch on to the person that really don't care. You're going to latch on to it can be friendship, relationship. I don't care who it is. If they know that you are a people pleaser, they're going to do whatever they can to get all that they can out of you. While you're doing whatever you can to please them, they're going to continue to do whatever they can and whatever they want to get it out of you. Those are users. Those are just people who they don't care. And it's like they're running you through the mill even more. They're running you down even more because they know that you you don't know your worth. They know that you're hurt. They know that you're broken. They know that you don't know your place. They know that you don't know who you are. So they constantly, constantly, constantly will use you up. They will allow you to please them. They will allow you to do whatever it is. They don't care what it is. And we break our backs. We break our necks trying to please people. For why? Don't enough is enough. <laughs> As of tonight, let's stop people pleasing. There's no more people pleasing. Please yourself and do yourself a favor and just love on you. Love on you and accept you and understand and know that you're worthy of better and more. Just because you've been rejected, that does not mean that you have to go out here and do whatever it is a person won't or asks for just so that they can accept you. So that they can accept you for whatever it is they want. And then once they're done, you reject it again. So now you're back 10, 15 steps back. 
deeper into a hole of feeling you're sad, you're crying, you're depressed, you're upset, you're not, you're not happy. You know, you're all over the place mentally and emotionally because they have gotten everything that they wanted out of you. And they know that. We do that all the time. So no more people pleasing. Let's shift that. Okay. Number two, we lower our standards and our boundaries. We switch up every single thing where we might say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to break my back to go and drive 15 minutes to do all this X, Y, and Z for this person. I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, allow this person to talk to me any kind of way. And I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, go back and forth in these text messages, arguing with a person and they're cursing me out. They call me out my name. They're degrading me. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to answer my phone after 10 PM. I'm not going to open up my door after 10 PM. And guess what happens? We do it anyways, because we feel like If we stick to our standards and our boundaries, that they won't be there for us. They won't be there no more. We'll we'll chase them off. They'll leave us. They won't be around no more. They won't come around anymore. They might think that I'm too difficult. Let me tell you something. Your life is your life. Your life is your life. Whatever you say goes for your life. You only get one life. If you feel like being on the phone after 10 p.m. is too much for you, then it's too much for you. And it should stick. If you feel like after you have worked all day long and you're not going to go out here and, you know, I'm not going to go out here and run five different errands for this person after my work hours, after I have got off from work. Don't do it. If you feel like you don't want to talk on the phone every day, don't do it. A person will respect you more with boundaries before they will with none. No boundaries in your life means you you live a free willy life. You do whatever. You do however. As a matter of fact, you allow people to do whatever, however they want to you. If you have no boundaries set for your life. Set boundaries, set standards. That is the manual. That is the key. That is your, those are your laws. You will not, you cannot do this. You will not, you cannot come over at my house at this time. You will not call me at this time. You will not talk to me this way. You will not call me out my name. Because if you do, then there's a consequence. And understand that. That doesn't mean you're going to go out here and kill this person or hurt this person or pull up on them and do this. No, that means you lose access to me. That means I don't talk to you, period. You're cut off from my life. Just like we have laws that we have to, to follow in the world today, we have, there's laws for your life. And if they can't get it, then they got to go. They got to get with it. They got to buy. We don't lower our standards or our boundaries for no one just to be accepted. We don't do that. We cannot do that. We have to protect ourselves. We have to protect our lives. We have to protect our, we have to protect us. You hear me? Our minds. Because when you lose, when you lose boundaries and standards for yourself, your mind just go, your mind is all over the place. Your mind is not even right. Your mind is not even together. Your mind is just straight gone. And then what happens? You fall into depression again. 
you fall into not loving yourself even more. Set boundaries, set standards and stick to them. Don't maneuver. You stick to it. Don't change them. Don't don't. Oh, maybe I need to tweak it. You don't need to tweak nothing, because if that's what you said in the beginning, when you first when you when you thought of that thought of somebody calling you out your name and you when you first said, no, that's not going to happen. No, I'm not going to deal with that. Then that's what it is. Then you meant you meant that. Don't lower or change your standards for no one just to be accepted. Number three, we jeopardize all of our hard work. Oh, man. We out here, we grinding. We got a business going on. We have a career. We have, you know, all these positive things going on. And now you get with this person or you're around this person or you're in a friendship or, again, church members, whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. And because you feel a little bit of acceptance from them, you start to forget about the work that you have to do. You start to 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 spend less time on your goals. You start to spend less time on your career. You start spending less time on your health and your working out and your friends or whatever. Whatever you're working hard towards, you start to jeopardize that. You jeopardize it. Meaning you have a schedule. You're out here. You're going to be working on your business for two hours a day. And instead of working on it for two hours a day, now you're only doing it for 10 minutes and you're half working on it. Because you are too busy and too focused on trying to make sure that this person accepts you, that this person won't don't leave you. This person don't reject you because you have, again, standards and boundaries that I have to work on my business every day for two hours. For two hours. There's always a, a beginning and an ending to everything. Everybody who that comes in your life, they may not stay in your life. So why jeopardize the things that you want the jeopardize the things that you've worked hard for the things that you are working hard on? Why put that in jeopardy for somebody that really is not going to be there? Really that you don't even know if they're going to be there tomorrow. You don't know if they're going to switch up on you the next day, the next minute, the next hour. You don't know that. That's why I always say you got to remain true to yourself. You got to remain loyal to yourself. But above all anything, when it comes to these people that come in our lives because we're looking and we're on a search for being accepted by anybody. It really doesn't care. It really, I'm sorry, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't forget about why you started your goals and your dreams. That alone will heal. That alone will, y'all, I'm telling you, your whole entire, your whole entire perspective of yourself will change once you get into the habit of what you want to do for your life and how you want to run and operate your life. What changes you want to do for your life? It changes everything. Everything. Number four, ignoring the red flags. We see it, we know it's there, but we still dive into it anyways. We know that this person is just all the way jacked up. They're not going to be there. We see that they're not loyal. We see that they're a liar. We see that they are a cheater. We see that they steal. We see that they're just very... Um, fake and phony. They gossip too much. Well, if they talk about this person, they could be talking about me too. We see all of those things. And guess what? We still ignore it. We still want to give them, quote unquote, the benefit of the doubt. 
Well, they may not do it to me. Listen, if they did it to the last person, they're going to do it to you. It doesn't matter who you are. The only way they don't do it to you is if you stop it and you say no to what you see that is red, which is that flag. It's waving right there in front of you like, yo, hey, (laughs) this is danger zone. Don't come over here. Caution tape. Don't don't come over here. This is not where it's at. I'm telling you, I can y'all. I have been the queen of ignoring the red flag. I can man, I can remember like, Lord, I have a spirit of discernment. I, we all have a spirit of discernment. Some of us have it and just don't haven't tapped into it. Some of us have it. Don't use it. Some of us have it. Just haven't prayed for it. I know this is not for me, but I did it anyways. And where did it get me? Nowhere. Nowhere. I knew, and that's, that's the crazy part is, is that when you go through those things where you know that it was was not good for you and it was a red flag, and the person will just go off the deep end, and you're like thinking to yourself, "I knew you wasn't good for me, anyways. I know that you wasn't gonna act right, anyways." And they're thinking like, "Well, you know." Aha, I got you. But in reality, you know that this person is not good for you. If you see a red flag, run. Run. Say no. You will save yourself a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Say no. It is not worth trying to be accepted, trying to be trying to fit in and ignore what you see is right in front of you. Ignoring the true facts, this person is not going to be there for you. Don't put your life in jeopardy for that. Don't put your life in jeopardy for that at all. Keep moving. Number five, lying about who we really are according to who they are. You will try to, first and foremost, you're going to see who they are. And what you would do is, you will either, you will you will either degrade yourself meaning you will scoop down to their level to be accepted by them or you will try to be all that you can be and that's not who you are meaning if you see a person they constantly cussing, they cussing, cussing people out. They always drinking, they always in the clubs or, you know, they always um, going out at night or they always uh, partying all the time or they always in arguments. They're always being mean to people or, you know, you are try to shift yourself and be like them so that they could accept you. You know that you don't curse. You know that you don't go out every night, every other night to the club. You know that's not you. So what you do is you try to shift and change who you are according to who they are. So that they don't say, oh, I can't I can't deal with you or I can't hang out with you because you don't go out every other night. They're not going to tell you like that, but that's basically what it is. Or if you see a person who is making a year and you'll try to go out here and literally strain yourself to be like them but that's not who you are you you basically you're just changing who you are based upon somebody else if that's not you be yourself if it's not who you are it's not who you are 
But that's not, that does not mean that you're still not worthy or capable. You're still worthy. You're still capable. You can still be, you're still human. You still can be all that you can be. The things that you want to do. It does not, it's not going to be the same as everybody else's. You're still authentically you and who you are. You have to accept what you are from your own perspective on your own journey. The number one thing you will not do and you should not do is do not scoop down to somebody's level. Based off your void that you're trying to fill. Don't try to scoop down to be somebody else that you that's not who you are. I've done it. I've been there. (laughs) I have been there. I'm talking about all across the board. Been there with people who are just totally the opposite of me. And I'm talking about dangerous, totally opposite of me. Well, I'm going to do this because they did it so I can be accepted, so I can fit in, so they, they can like me more, so they can maybe love me more. Don't do that. Don't do it. Get out of that today. Break free from that. Break free from the chaos and, and ugh, yeah, break free from it. Number six, betray our true loved ones. We can have people out here that truly love us, truly care about us, our family, our friends, coworkers, church members. It's people out here that genuinely, genuinely care about us. It doesn't always have to be from the bloodline. Because remember, I always say this too, support does not always come from familiar faces and it doesn't. Support does not always come from people that you know. It could be from people that you don't even know at all. Been there, done that. I have supporters in my life that I didn't even think that they were going to be actually supporters. And they are. I mean, my top supporters, number one supporters. Don't betray people who truly care about you, truly love you for somebody that's not going to be there for a lifetime. Somebody that's going to be there for three months and gone just because you got something that feels good for the moment. Because it's, it's for the moment. It's not going to always be there. When you're going through that, again, that role of trying to be accepted, trying to be accepted, the things that you start to latch onto are the things that are not really, they're not going to be worth anything. They're not going to stay there. They're not going to be there for a lifetime. They're not going to be there through thick and thin. They're not going to be there for true loyalty and true love. They're just not. They're not. And number eight a personality trade. That is it. <laughs> it truly goes in with lying about who you really are according to who they are. You will shift your whole personality. Your true loved ones will notice that there's something different about you because you're being around the environment of somebody, somebody that is not positive uplifting motivating encouraging they're just on a good roll got a good vibe about them and now you're trying to again fit in and you are shifting who you are once again for who they are get out of the traps get out of it stay out of it last but not least i think i said number eight that was number seven last but not least and this one is very very important and very 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 crucial Sex. Sex is something that is so strong and powerful that I don't think 
a lot of us and I'm and right now when I say this, this is for women. A lot of us don't take serious. We end up having sex for people or having sex with people to be accepted by them. Be loved, be liked by them. When you lay down with someone, you become one with them. There is so many things tied with sex, like soul ties. Like emotional attachments, mentally attachments. And it really drives you up the wall because you can go and give yourself away a piece of you away to someone who does not even care about your well-being. They don't care about your mental state. They don't care about your heart. They don't care about your soul. They don't care about your children. If you have, they don't care about nothing. They're only there for one thing. And that's to take something that is so precious and dear to you. And that is your soul. Your soul. As women, I cannot speak for a man because I am not a man. But as a woman, we truly will lay down with a man just so that he can say, you're mine. I love you. I'm going to call you tomorrow and I'm going to call you tomorrow. And they will call. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, they will. All of that eventually fades away. Learn to love on you. Learn to accept who you are. Learn to learn. Learn to know and understand and fully accept God's love for you. Understand your purpose here on earth. In this world, when you know who you are and you know where you're going, you will start to move completely different. It doesn't matter who accepts you. It doesn't matter who rejects you. It does not matter who look at you sideways. When you are on a mission, you don't care what people think about you. Because you are confident in who you are. Because you know who you are and you know where you're going. That's all you need. We go through a rejection. Everybody goes through rejection. I'm telling you, it's not a person here on earth that goes through rejection. But some of us really, really cannot get over that hump and understand that, okay, I've been rejected. I got to keep it moving. Some of us really lay deep in that. Some of us really, really lay deep inside of being rejected. Some of us cannot get out of the bed because we've been rejected so many times. Because we, we, we feel like nobody is going to accept us or we begin to question who we are. Don't question who you are based off of somebody else's opinion of you. Their opinion don't matter. Their rejection, them saying no, it's just getting you closer to a yes. And it's going to come quicker than what you even expect. Way quicker than what you expect. Use that no, use it as a blessing. Understand that. A lot of those no's that you're going to get, that's not where you are supposed to be. It's something better. It's something more in store for you. Rejection is just rejection. Acceptance is acceptance. But ask yourself this. Do you accept you? Do you accept who you are? 
When you look in the mirror, are you satisfied with yourself? Are you satisfied with your accept or your your journey? Are you are you satisfied with your heart, with your mind, with your soul? Those are the things that matter. You can go through so much except rejection until it's not even funny. But none of that matters. Acceptance doesn't matter. Who accepts you? You need to accept you. Because if you don't accept you, nobody else is going to. Not the right people. You will find yourself in the hands of the wrong person. You cannot find you by looking through somebody else's eyeballs. It does not work that way. When you learn who you are and you learn to accept who you are, everything that's for you, everything that's right for you, it will be there. It will attract. It will come. You want what's best for your life, not what's worse for your life. Learn to understand this and please note, rejection will come. Failures will come. Setbacks will come. But you cannot say in them. You have to understand that I got to get up and I got to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Endurance is, I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing. Perseverance is amazing. That's where you build your most strength. That's where you build your character. I don't care if it's relationship, friendship, church. I don't care. Family, whoever. where It doesn't matter who it is, where it is, corporate. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. You got to learn that you are more, you are worthy and capable of being all that you can be and more every single day of your life. When you wake up, know that you're on a mission, have a vision for your life and love on you. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Truly, truly take care of yourself because nobody can do it like you. Y'all keep striving for greatness. Keep striving for greatness, guys. And. I love you. Be safe and keep your head up. Don't stop. And I will talk to you later.